We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. I mean, Sebastian Latou is the first person and only person in their ring of honor, so we really don't need to say anything about the talent that has come through. <laughs> the longevity talent of the Philadelphia Union. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Tuesday evening by J.D. Bazo to talk some Major League Soccer. We are ignoring the World Cup, kind of. Just like Major League Soccer is, even though there are some guys who are missing. JD, what are your thoughts on MLS just deciding to take one weekend off in the while the biggest soccer event every four years is going on? Uh, I have a few thoughts. First of all, I feel like we haven't even taken a break. I am <laughs> uh, getting it a little bit jealous. You're spending so much time with uh, Jordan Cooper, but mm. um, I guess I guess we'll survive. <laughs> um, get to watch you guys on those DraftKings videos too. Every so uh, often, with, yeah. With Charlie Davies pretending to know even the slightest thing about anything. Uh, Charlie Davies seems to know plenty about soccer. Um, <laughs> daily fantasy soccer is another beast. and <laughs> I um, heard him use the word chalk for like seven different meanings, yeah. none of which actually meant chalk. Meant chalk, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> he brings some energy, though. and He does, he does. He loves saying that teams have no chance, which I really enjoy. Uh, he also loves England. Um, because they all play in the Premier League. But, I mean, in fairness, it took me a while to get up to speed on DFS soccer, and so um, I'm not sure he's going to do anything about DFS soccer after the World Cup, but maybe he'll become a DraftKings regular, and um, we'll have him on this podcast one day. Yeah, bring bring him on the pod. He at least is getting free Jägermeister uh, (laughs) right now, so good for him my favorite uh, part know. was when he uh when they were talking about Edinson Cavani being uh eleven thousand dollars and Charlie Davies decided he would be ten thousand dollars 
And I thought to myself, we've definitely seen Charlie Davies on DraftKings slates, and I'm pretty sure he was not $10,000. <laughs> I didn't see that one, but that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to call him out on it. But. <laughs> did you say, Charlie, when you played, we almost exclusively did not use you or even discuss you on the podcast? Right, right. Sorry, Charlie, you were not chalk. and <laughs> He yeah. thinks he's chalk, but that's because he thinks the word means something else. Maybe, maybe. Right. Uh, I should note that Skylar Redpath is not with us uh, this week. He is on vacation, I believe, in Florida. Um, because why not take a week off when you're a fantasy soccer tout and the World Cup is going on? But I guess he took a break just like uh, MLS did for a week. Ah, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I know the, the break's weird, but it's uh, it's like the middle of their season, so it would kind of also be strange for them to take a, a huge chunk of time off. Yep. Um. A U.S. Open Cup's been going on. It doesn't care at all. Yeah. So it's just inc- it's inconvenient that MLS has to play the the different schedule, mm-hmm. but um, it makes a lot of sense because of uh, the weather in North America. Yes. Things like that. So yeah, it's just never going to be perfect. I don't think. And fortunately, uh, a lot of the games this weekend are in the evening. Yes. There, and... There's no. In fact, they lead the World Cup is the lead in. To Philadelphia <laughs> home against Vancouver. Oh, God. <laughs> the match that everybody will be waiting to watch um, after, as I try to quickly pull it up here, let's see, the Saturday late game is Germany-Sweden, and that's the lead-in to Philly home against Vancouver. Um, oh, well, in, in all fairness, Germany-Sweden will be about as exciting as Philly-Vancouver. Uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, we. Uh, I see that you have some guys in your rankings from them, although they tend to be more on the defensive side than the offensive. Yeah. Side. This, is a, it's a tough game to, to pick up on, or do we just want to jump into to talking about, it? are we going to go game by game today? Uh, I would like to skip game by game because I don't want to actually have to talk about this game. Yeah, that works for me. <laughs> but, uh, I guess we'll, so it's a 10 game slate. There are eight games on Saturday span. The kickoffs are from five until ten thirty Eastern. And then we have two very good games on Sunday. Um, which yeah, theoretically I think, we do. Yep. Theoretically we do. Yes. Uh, that's a nice lead into Atlanta, Portland. That actually could be a good game. Yes. Yes. Um, I think the, uh, there's going to be a gap at least, um, maybe not too big of a gap. It's Poland, Columbia, which should be a great game. Uh, and, and it might lead Atlanta, into Portland. New York, Toronto. I actually don't know which one's televised. Uh, well, I assume both of them, right? Oh no, four thirty uh, and five. One's four thirty, right. one's five, right. which is really strange for yeah, a Sunday. It is weird, uh, but anyway, uh, well, actually, let's talk. We can start with that one because New York City FC in Toronto, and you have Javinko number one and David Villa number three. What games uh, here? The, yeah, it was hard. It was really hard because there's no clear cut forward this week that I really like. Um, I think it's going to be a, a case where I probably don't use three forwards. One's on the bench is in a switcheroo option. Um, but just watching Javinko lately, I think I've captained him two straight weeks. Um, feels like he's going to start getting some goals here. Uh-huh. And NYCFC have a new coach. They do. It's going to be his, his first game at the helm. Um, honestly, I mean, his resume's better than Better than Vieira's, yes. <laughs> much, I mean, his resume's better than most coaches in the world. Um, being Pep Guardiola's right-hand man mm-hmm. for uh, probably since I was still playing high school soccer or mm-hmm. even earlier. Um, it's kind of amazing to me that this is the opportunity he took to become a head coach. Yeah, I think it probably... I'm, I bet he likes that it's in the same organization. Sure. Pep should ever leave. Maybe that helps him out um, in terms of getting the the head coaching job at Man City. Um who knows? I really, I, I don't know. He, he must like the organization, so that would be why he, he moved in. I think Vieira's move is a little puzzling, but um, how come? I, I know it's a big, bigger league, but um, I feel like he could have made a, a jump, straight to a bigger league with another year or two, mm-hmm. if he just waited it out. And if you go to Nice, um. Who knows? You have a bad time at Nice. You're right back in MLS. <laughs> That's fair. I I was not nearly as confident that he would get a job. I mean, Ligue 1 a decent league in Europe. I mean, it's the fifth of the five big ones. But uh, right, yeah, it's nothing to. Uh, yeah, and Nice is a decent sized club there. 
I just I, I was yeah. not confident that he was going to get a legitimate job in Europe directly from MLS. And I think that's probably what he saw also. And so we got right, to take this fair. job. I don't know. Totally fair. Yeah, I think I don't know. It would be interesting to see what would have happened if he waited it out a couple more years mm-hmm. and just the the name recognition alone. Yeah, he could probably propelled a, an MLS championship into a, a bigger job. But mm-hmm. um, good luck to him. He was a, a great character and a great coach in MLS, and uh, I think the new guy is going to be fun too. And uh, on other coaching news, Jason Christ is out. Yes, yes, the great move you pointed this out to me. The fantastic decision by the Orlando City to announce it during the Spain Portugal match last Friday, so that nobody was paying attention. Um, as somebody who uh, cheers for a team that had Jason Kreis, I and basically picked up MLS late uh, in terms of Jason Kreis's career. I always thought he was a terrible coach, and uh, the fact that Patrick Vieira has been so good at New York City FC since Kreis left kind of accentuated it for me and then even at the beginning of this season everyone's like what a great job that Christ has been doing with Orlando look at all these wins and I remember you on this podcast was like they're terrible actually like they they're getting lucky by scoring these goals late but this is that team is not that good and it finally caught up to them yeah that seems to be my one of my strong suits is just identifying the the team early that's overhyped yeah. like uh Houston last year or yeah. t- actually two two years ago I think was more the case with Houston won like their first four uh calm it down but i I agree I don't think Christ is a good coach I think he's a nice guy in general mm-hmm. but everything he does as a coach sometimes everything he says as a coach is just so annoying to me <laughs> um he's I think he's a pretty stubborn coach. Mm-hmm. He went over to England uh, the year before NYCFC started to learn from Manchester yeah. City. Uh, I don't think he's ever been very flexible in his tactics. He's been pretty stubborn. He looked like he learned um, nothing there. It actually looks like he learned. He went backwards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he he had one of the MLS dynasties uh, at the helm of Real Salt Lake when yeah. he played the four four two diamond. Um, now, granted, Vieira did have better players at NYCFC. That's Price I, kinda, I agree with that. Price kind of got stuck with some uh, some definite pieces that just did not fit. Mm-hmm. That he had to kind of combine all together to work. And actually, four four two diamond wouldn't work that bad with the personnel in New York right now. Right now, yeah. Um, I, I guess I'm thinking specifically in the midfield with Morales at the the tip of the diamond and Alexander Ring. Uh, kind of shuttling the ball in the side, and then a Herrera in the back. But um, oh, so Pirlo and Lampard didn't fit that mold, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is like a triangular peg in like a uh, <laughs> in a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of a cool shape to use for that. <laughs> then I thought half the shapes can fit a triangle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> They're literally made of smaller triangles. Right. But um, anyway, no one cares about that. Um, I, I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens with Christ, whether he ends up taking like a, a coaching job in the USL yeah, or like an, I, an assist, I, I think an assistant coaching job somewhere for now. He has a lot of friends in the league. He played um, U.S. national team member. Um, I mean, his connections couldn't couldn't really be that much deeper in MLS if he had tried all these years. So he'll he'll land on his feet. Um and I, I look forward to rooting against whatever team hires him again. Okay. That's fair. Um, back to the weekend. Yeah, uh, you guys actually want to talk about players? Yes. Yeah, so, well, I, I want to stick with, with the forwards only because, like you said, like every matchup is kind of tough. Do you think that the New York City-Toronto match will be closer than Atlanta-Portland? Yeah, I do. And so, if that's the case, why doesn't Joseph Martinez pass Javinko and Villa? Because he doesn't get peripheral points at all. Okay. That's fair. And that's he fair. doesn't get nearly as many assists. He's not on free kicks. Um, that'd be why. Also, okay. they can score. They, they don't score purely through Martinez, but neither do Toronto or NYCFC. So, it's you could definitely make an argument, Joseph number one. Um you can make an argument, Yosef Martinez, number six or seven, probably, and I, 
I could probably get on board with that too. So it's a it's a tough week. Um, Quintero from Minnesota at Colorado is really tempting. Uh, he, I agree with that. It's kind of funny because those are the two teams that we seem to always want to target, like play whoever. <laughs> right. So it's it just a matter of whether we were going to see Quintero or Baji be the better play. Um, is there no, no worry about Colorado? Still... I can't believe I'm asking you this of all people, but no worry about Colorado at home. Uh, well, they just were at home and they actually improved on their recent form by getting a 2-2 draw. <laughs> Before that, they lost more than I, uh, I probably can see on the four, six game form table yeah, it's a here. Lot. It's a um, lot. if I sort by home matches, they haven't won a home match in six games. Been a minute. Yeah. Uh, they have given up at least two goals per game in the, the previous five home games. And Minnesota has been putting some goals in yeah. this season. Um, that's not really been their, their biggest problem, although I also wouldn't say it's a strength of theirs. Goal sure. scoring is certainly isn't a strength either. But, um, man, I just, like, when you watch Colorado, uh, first of all, I feel bad for you if you're watching a ton of Colorado. <laughs> I have to a little bit just to, just to see what's going on, and I just can't see how they stop Quintero, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I don't think the ranking that high is crazy. And I kind of like that you also rank Christian Ramirez. I mean, further down, but... But ahead of, uh, like, Kyoto and Nikolic yeah. people. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I I don't know. It's, it's really tough sell, like, Minnesota players in general. But you have to realize they're playing just a, a bad team. Yeah. It's two flawed teams, and it's like these terrible World Cup games you don't want to watch, like... Uh, Sweden, South Korea, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, the match that I'm, I don't know what to make of it, only because I feel like the two teams, one team I feel like is very up and down, and the other one is missing big piece. Carlos Vela? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like every time I doubt Columbus, they get a big win against a good team. And then I'm like, all oh, right, yeah, I'm in on Iguain, And then he has this horrible game. Um, you have Diamande well ahead of Diego Rossi. Um, Rossi's been super quiet since Vela left. Yes. Um, but, like, behind Will Bruin? Yeah, Will Bruin's the focal point of... The Seattle attack and Ladero's back. Uh, okay. Okay. I mean, it, I think... I mean, I assume Skyler would have Bruin like third, but... <laughs> yeah, I think when I rank Will Bruin high, you have to uh, put a lot of stock into that mm-hmm. because I'm a Will Bruin skeptic. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Yeah. The the Reddit community also will say I'm a Diego Rossi skeptic, yes. but I, I do like him. I just don't think you can take the, the three or four games he had that were really good and ignore all the games that were uh, very, very average. Right. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, the the explosive ones are definitely with Vela, so it's not like... Yeah, he's a great player, but he's not always involved in the action. Sometimes he could go through a whole game and uh, not do anything, like, highly notable. I mean, he's going to put in the work on defense, which is honorable. Um, You know Bob Bradley's going to make him do the work defensively. But that doesn't always uh, equate to the biggest output for us sure. fantasy MLS players. Okay. Uh, but you like Zardis on the other side, huh? So you not do you not trust the LAFC defense? Yeah, we talked about this right before we started. I haven't gotten the chance to adjust. But Laurent Simon is probably back in the lineup. He was dismissed from the Belgium team. He was their kind of 24th uh, guy that was waiting to uh, see if Vincent Company was healthy. Um, if Simon is in... Zardis might get knocked down a spot or two. Okay. I, I can't imagine Zardis being in my team, let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, even if Simon is out. Okay. I mean, I kind of look at your rankings that way as well. Like, I rarely go beyond five. <laughs> I mean, it, it just seems like... Sometimes it feels silly that I'm even ranking 20 people. But, yeah. Um... Yeah, like, I'm not sure... Not to knock uh, Corey Baird here, who you have 18th, <laughs> but 
I mean, there are differentials and then there's desperation. And so, um, but I get that people will, uh, need those well, guys, you can I use, guess. Yeah. You can use them for DFS too. And especially yep. it sounds like maybe after the world cup, we'll have some new people on board and, uh, maybe we'll have to just, uh, chime in a little bit more when someone's a good DFS play. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see if any of the, I mean, we'll see it this weekend. I wonder if they'll put the MLS, if they'll be slightly bigger because there's more people oh, please, aware of it. Please or... make them slightly bigger. It's even a compact slate. It's not like it's spread out throughout the day. Yeah. Um, they can even split it into two I slates bet they, if I was they gonna want say, I bet to. they split it into two and then maybe a LAFC Columbus showdown uh, because that's what they do now. <laughs> uh, I, they could uh, probably I, do three slates, actually. Yeah. I uh, I pretty much wasn't playing showdown at all, and I've did, dove into it with the World Cup here, and uh, it's not as bad as I expected. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's like a slight amount of more strategy than I had anticipated. I agree with you on that one. That I, uh-huh. it's still significantly high variance. Well, yeah, it's goal dependent, obviously, yep. but if even if you get those goals, that's not everything. Yep. Um, you also have to pick the other other right picks so i don't it's interesting um it's definitely not my favorite way to play but um i love the three game slates though i mean to me three games is almost the perfect amount i think four is the the perfect amount yeah i mean they have a perfect three game opportunity this weekend with uh rsl san jose seattle chicago and lafc columbus which is they're all within 30 minutes of each other so yeah, that would actually be sweet. Yeah, so yeah, if they do that, and hopefully, yeah, like you said, the prize pools instead of being seven hundred and fifty bucks or a thousand, uh, at least get them up to two thousand or something. Come on. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I wonder if they'll honest, think everybody's I've, soccered out, but yeah. To be honest, I've been playing on Yahoo almost exclusively for DFS this year because for uh, MLS. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, for MLS. I know that DraftKings pricing is frustrating for MLS. I think, but. Um, Interesting. And MLS yeah. is like full day, too. It's like old school DraftKings yeah, slates. Right. I think Yahoo, I just find softer to, to win money on and mm-hmm. beat other people. And the the pricing is a little softer. Mm-hmm. So it kind of fits the uh, the official fantasy MLS game here that we talk about. Because um, we talk pretty much entirely top-heavy players. Um, so if that's what I'm putting my primary research into for the pod... I think Yahoo does a better job at reflecting that. Mm-hmm. I get that. I get that. But uh, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll jump back in, and uh, I know the pod doesn't focus on that, but we can sharp some plays. <laughs> uh, how deep do you think your forward rankings go for your own team? Um, like, so do you consider I, BWP? Yes, okay. I do. I, that's um, kind of the cutoff for me. Those five. You don't consider Diamande at all. Um. I the only reason I don't uh, is because when I made my team, uh, I liked the midfielders more. Like I think I'm only going to have two high-priced yeah, yeah. forwards. So I always think of it this way: when I rank forwards, I almost could do a separate ranking for switcheroo forwards. Mm. Because if if I'm thinking about switcheroo forwards, there might be guys I rank lower that have a higher upside. Um, yeah, I get above them. That's interesting. Who do you right. think would have the biggest jump of the guys you have below that would move That's up because of a switcheroo? Um, I think Elise is always a guy that I feel like has a high upside. Okay, Baji jumped out at me. Baji is a guy that I was thinking as well. I also thought Dom Dwyer. If you were going purely based on upside. Mm-hmm against Montreal after his coach has been fired. I mean, he could be like maybe bump up three spots in the, the switcheroo forward rankings. Do they have a coach? It's an interim. Oh, they, okay. uh, they claim they're going to announce next week, and Kaka is it's, apparently not. It's not. Yigzai is not Kaka, unfortunately. Yeah. And that would have been phenomenal. But every other like big-time Brazilian coach that isn't coaching in a major league Sounds like he he is an option, right? <laughs> I think Dunga was even thrown around. Wow! I don't know if he's coaching in like Czechoslovakia or something, mm-hmm. Czech Republic. Um, trying to th- who did I mention? Oh, Phil Scolari also was was thrown around. Hmm. But um, curious to see who it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll see. Um, Serena? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there would be uh, probably an open revolt. Ugh. Ugh. I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, Caleb Porter actually was thrown around. That's one while we're huh. going, going through the news. They have to get permission from Portland, though, because I think that when they when he separated employment from Portland well, non compete uh, for one year. Yeah, oh, it was okay. like one year one year non compete. Huh. Pretty sure. Don't quote me on that, mm-hmm. but um yeah, I think that's the case. Interesting. Interesting. Um let's go to midfield because it seems like midfield is stacked. Um, yeah, it's it's much better, but there I feel like there's a lot of landmines that we're gonna have to avoid. Uh I don't disagree. Um your top five, because we'll start there, were uh, Almarone, Ladero, Johnny Russell, Piatti, and Kaku. Um, they are all in my lineup. Okay, so, I mean, we're already thinking landmines here, because Ladero, um, haven't really seen him play that much with Seattle lately. Mm-hmm. Integrating back into the team. You don't uh, think Piatti? there's some sort of, uh, I'll show you guys what you're missing at the World Cup uh, with a dominant performance at home against Chicago? <laughs> Knowing that Will Bruin is leading the line for him? Uh, is this where I make a cliche joke about Chicago actually being in the World Cup? <laughs> well played. Well played. All right. I, I've seen way too many of those jokes for one lifetime. Mm, yeah. um, maybe. Maybe with Ladero. I I almost feel like he's a guy I might want to switcheroo. The most expensive one ever, but... um. I think I'm going to be saying that about a bunch of these midfielders, though. Okay. Piotti, by nature, is a landmine. Yes, I will give you that. Kaku. Sorry, uh, but before you to go to Kaku. Yeah. Uh, there's a very big separation between Piotti and Tider in your rankings. Tider seems like the anti-landmine. That's fair, but he's like a guy that you go to for consistency. Um, kind of the safe points, but he's on the road. So those guys always take a little bit of a knock for me. Okay. Um, like, you're not starting Christian Roldan on the road too often, are you? Probably not. Yeah, right. Um, or Harris Madunianin on the road. If he plays. <laughs> well, he's probably not playing this week. Right. He's at home. But I, oh, you just, just mean like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Theoretically, right, right, right. Christian Roldan's at home too. Um, yeah, Roldan is a gl- to... is the guy I always think of in a double game week, and that's it. Like <laughs> I need like... two, two yeah, Roldan games. He's literally like the first guy you think of in a double game week, which is hilarious. Yeah, it is exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so Piotti, just Orlando's defense is really bad. Yes, um, and Piotti, if I have like one player that I need to exploit a bad matchup on uh, like on a fullback and center back pairing. Piotti's like one of the first guys that jumps to mind. Mm-hmm. So that's why I ranked him so highly. I don't feel great about it, but um, like you said, there's a lot of uh, attractive midfielders this week, but I think a lot of them are kind of concerning as well. So Kaku, um, once again, just hasn't been playing as much with the Red Bulls lately. And... Dallas is a pretty good defensive Dallas team. Dallas is good, yep. Um, so if we roll through the the rest of the top ten here, I have Kleshton. They don't have votes. Yeah, well, I'm saying uh, Dechal I don't feel like is a landmine. Oh, he, okay. might be, he might be inflated in the ranking a little bit, but um, I don't think he's extremely concerning if you want to play him. Gotcha, okay. I agree that Kleshton is a landmine. Yes. Um... Iguain on the road, like you just said, sometimes they, they have a great game. He does well. Um, and then the next game you think, oh, this is a much easier matchup. Two points. Yep. Three points. Um, I think tactically that matchup's going to be really interesting too. So if I'm Bob Bradley, which player do I take out of the game? Right. Iguain. Agreed. Agreed. And he has the, he has the pieces to do it. Um, because he has a pretty good midfield. Yep. Uh, so another guy I really, really wanted to rank higher was Albert Rusnak. Hmm. I assume that he's back. Did he, he get that contract like... yet? No, he did not. Okay. But he just uh, celebrated Father's Day as the first time as a actual father. Okay. Uh, I don't know that that's really a motivating factor. Skyler probably ar- would argue that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But he also has five kids, so. <laughs> now, I meant more that Skylar loves a good narrative. Sure. Uh, stretching for the narrative. So do I sometimes. But uh, Rusnak against San Jose is a beautiful matchup. Uh-huh. I don't disagree with that. He's been back from international duty for probably at least a week. At least, yeah. If not more. He's definitely a guy that I would consider switcherooing, but the question is, do you put him straight into the lineup? Right. Um, Does, uh, <laughs> uh, they play kind of late, too, unfortunately. Not yeah. too late, but... Right. Does Mike Petke even consider putting him straight back? Yeah, that's a good point. So that's why I'm a little nervous about that. But if he plays, first of all, there's a lot of pivots after his game. Yes, there are. I mean, Iguain. Basically all of them. Iguain, Ladero. um, Who knows? Lee Wynn could play. Yep. Benny Failhaber. Yep. You're probably not pivoting to Al Marone because you're probably playing him. Yep. But there's Valeri. Valeri. Yeah. Maxi Morales, Mm -hmm. Victor Vazquez. So I'm not concerned that if he doesn't start, that's fine. My concern is more if he starts and busts. Right. So maybe I will put him in, and then I'll switch to a guy that I have ranked slightly lower if he's out, like a Valeri, yep. like Vazquez. Um, that's probably where I'm at right now as we talk through it. Okay. Yeah. The one guy I ranked pretty low, but I thought, hmm, is this – am I really down on this guy when I should be ranking him a lot higher? Is Jordi Reyna. I have him the whole way down at 20. Yeah. Vancouver's been on fire, and um, – Philadelphia just has a good defense. Yeah. They just beat the Red Bulls in U.S. Open Cup. Um, I don't know. I just I hesitate to really underrate Philadelphia as much as I feel like the entire soccer community has been this year, the end of last year. Yeah. They've been shutting it down. Yeah. Um, one team that's hard for me to rank is Sporting Kansas City against Houston. Just because you think Houston's defense is okay, or because Russell was gone and now he's back? Like, what's the hesitation? Uh, Houston's defense is bad. Yeah. But this is a rivalry that always seems to have pretty tight games. Okay. And it just, uh, for some reason, the matchup just makes me think, like, oh, Sporting Kansas City have been on a kind of an unreal run so far. Lately, they've had some scoring troubles. Um, but I believe they bounced back recently in U.S. Open Cup with a big game. So it's it's just trying to, yeah, they beat Dallas three to two. I think Shallowy had multiple goals or assists. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got him in my rank this week. He's not a guy that I usually, yeah, have been fitting in there. Yeah, he had two goals, seven shots. Four of them were on goal. Um, I guess the one guy I struggled with was Zusi because he's going to be up against Kyoto. And mm-hmm. how much can Zussi get forward, or can he even exploit Kyoto um, not playing defense as well as he should be? Um, that's a really interesting matchup. I didn't want to rank Zussi number one, but there was was not any other appealing options in defender. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. Uh, so you just locked in the the top five forward or midfielders, huh? Uh, nobody's locked, but um, yeah, yeah. They if you, if you pick one that wasn't in the that top five, who is it? Um, uh, like who I wouldn't play? I know that you would. Oh, oh, oh. Um, top five. Uh, I think you may have convinced me on Rusnok actually. Yeah. I think I'm. I think if we knew he was playing, and we got a Rusnok game that we are expecting. I think I would play him over Piotti just because personally I feel like I've been burned by Piotti every time this season. <laughs> like I get him wrong when I have him, he busts. And when I don't have him is when like I, I always get him the week after he had that one huge week recently. Correct. I think a lot of people had him. I think he helped me out, but um, um... I mean, I know Tider outscored him last week, right? Didn't he? I had both. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Um, but I just, he's the one that, that bothers me the most. And I'm not yeah, sure, 
people are going to be dying to get him this week at Orlando, even though Orlando is terrible. Maybe they will. I don't know. They just played Orlando at home, and he had two goals. Yeah. That's what he can do. But I... Ah, man, that wasn't helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think of your top five is most likely to bust? Uh, it's Piotti or Russell, probably. Mm-hmm. Russell's the guy that I'd never feel comfortable ranking this highly. He's like um, he's like a Justin Miram of the last two years, where okay. he's just a really good scoring winger. Um but that doesn't make him like a top three or top five midfield play usually. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't like Houston's defense, so that's why he's currently third. I think maybe when I update the rankings, he'll get bumped back a little bit. Is it safe to assume that like Felipe Gutierrez, if fit, would have taken that spot? Yeah, he could definitely be higher. I do think his beginning of the season was fluky Uh in that he was scoring a lot of goals. Okay. I don't just, Uh I think that's right. I'm curious to see what happens when he's back from injury. Yeah. But he's probably like a borderline top 10 guy almost every week. Right. It's just, is he a top five type of player? Probably not. Yeah. I I mean, his, he was playing outstanding. He was always in the right place. Um, I think that's what it was. He just was always in the right place. And defensive bonus points too really help. Yeah. Um, all right. Defender. You got Zuzi number one and you didn't want to do it. And then I see a Colorado Rapid. Uh, I didn't want to do that either. The whole list just reads of, I didn't want to do this. <laughs> not, it, not it because it's like... a bad list. It's just like the matchups <laughs> this week and the players that are here are just not that great. First of all, I feel like there aren't any, now that I'm looking at it, is there any lopsided matchups? Uh, in the league this week. N- no. I mean, like, you could argue Philly's a much better team overall than Vancouver, but when you just think about... I don't know. When you think about the two those two teams playing each other, it's like, eh, Philly's not going to dominate. Yeah. I think... I, it can't possibly be... No, it's not RSL in San Jose either. Maybe <laughs> uh, Sporting in Houston. Or Atlanta and Portland. But um, Portland's been really good. Houston's Early been really season good. Portland, you would say that, yes. But oh, for sure. Yeah, they've been a lot better. They've been much better, yeah. Reverse um, revenge game against Nagby. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no... I mean, the, the biggest favorites uh, that are tied is RSL and Atlanta. And neither of them are much different than the next two, which are Seattle and Sporting Kansas City. Yeah. Okay, so we hit on most of them. Yeah. I actually thought you were, when you were cringing and you were like, it's not, I thought you were going to say it's not Seattle, is it? <laughs> no. I don't know why it's not Seattle, but, like, I, Seattle-Chicago seems like a bigger gap than RSL-San Jose. But, again, the odds are so close, it's not. Seattle's just so bad. <sighs> Even when Ladero was playing, they were bad. Yeah. It's a weird team. Chicago, Chicago's pretty bad, too, though. So. They are. They I are. feel like Charlie Davies right now. <laughs> All these teams are bad. Hmm. RSL, I mean, uh, excuse me, San Jose is the biggest underdog. That's funny because San Jose easily, easily could score two goals. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, they have more exciting fantasy players than RSL does. Like, if they're, when you consider that, like, you probably rostered more guys from San Jose this year than RSL. Yeah, definitely. When you consider that Jal Plata and Jefferson Savarino are ghosts this season. Right. Right. Yeah, totally agree. I do like RSL's defense, though, admittedly. Glad was excellent for that double game week. Glad's really good. Mm hmm. I mean, Glad's going to be, I feel like, in the national team conversation in a year or two. Um, probably not as a starter, just because we have some guys that are seem like they're locking it down. But he's pretty promising. Um, and I, Danilo Acosta is a guy that um, 
I like as well, but he doesn't get a ton of peripheral points. He kind of you kind of want to hope for a little bit of offense yeah. and a clean sheet. Um, his benefit previously was that he was cheap, but he's up to five point eight. Um, no, so he's that's still relatively been... cheap, though. Right? Yeah, relatively. Justin Morrow could be back this week and mm-hmm. five point seven. When he entered the Toronto match last game week, they got a lot better. Yeah, offensively. They got a lot better. And it, when he's back in form, I think he's the piece that kind of vaults them almost to the level they were at last season. Mm-hmm. I mean, between him and Josie, that pretty much fixes the team. Yeah, totally agree. And Nick Haglin scoring braces oh, uh, from headers. That was an insanely great game. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it was just bananas. Like... You were just you just couldn't believe they came back and then were like oh they went ahead and then, I mean it felt like there were ten goals In the after the ninetieth minute yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I want to talk about a guy that wasn't uh, in our in my pricing thing last week Ethan Cutler tell me about this he's kid still, he still isn't in no no, no he's in now he's in oh you you fixed I it. fixed it I fixed it all right did you fix Diamande too yes I did. Oh, very nice. Thank you. Um, yeah, so Cutler had two assists last game for the Red Bulls. Pretty sure. That's all you need. Um, I don't love the matchup. Mm-hmm. And he Dallas may not doesn't really score that much, though. Like, as good as yeah. they are. Well, I don't think he's going to get forward as much against Dallas. Is partially why I don't love the matchup. Okay, that's fair. Um, also, he might not play. <laughs> that, too. And I'll say that uh, Red Bulls, when they played Philadelphia in U.S. Open Cup recently, they basically, I think, played a five in the back. Mm-hmm. They were leaving people wide open, as particularly Corey Burke, who if he had any sense of uh, finishing talent, <laughs> he would have had four goals probably. Mm. But um, he was getting wide open, and I love Corey Burke as a, as a potential fantasy player later this year once Jim Curtin realizes C.J. Sapong has been worthless this season yeah um cory burke's exciting he's fast he knows how to get into open spaces um he's a little sneaky off the ball with his runs um if he ever could start finishing i think he'd get more playing time and he'd be pretty good okay pico's been really good too for yeah he didn't make my rankings but um at this point he he's basically the MLS's poor man's poor man's poor man's version of Chucky Lozano. <laughs> How many times have you seen him make that same move where he cuts inside on mm-hmm. his right foot? Yeah. Was that a triple poor man's? Yeah, it was. Okay. I just wanted to emphasize that he's nowhere close to, to Chucky Lozano. Yes. Yes. Um. <laughs> but he's hit the crossbar like four times in recent memory, I feel like. And, um,. I feel yeah. like Philly has a number of guys that at some point we've been like, this guy's could be good or like, <laughs> watch out for this guy. And well, they're never consistently good is the problem. Right. Like, exactly. Il Cino has done things that no other MLS player can dream of in yes. terms of like dribbling moves and foot skills. But he also uh, doesn't create usually doesn't play defense and uh, doesn't really have a consistently great shot. So it's like, He's like the guy that just comes out and plays pickup soccer, scores an amazing goal, and doesn't you don't even notice him for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like they keep just having a guy like that. It's always someone All else. the guys. Yeah, everyone since Tranquilo Barnetta. Oh, even, gosh. Even before Tranquilo Barnetta has been like that. Mm-hmm. He was like the only the only shining star, and even he was frustrating yep. from time to time. I mean, Sebastian Latou is the first person and only person in their ring of honor, so we really don't need to say anything about the talent that has come through. <laughs> the longevity talent of the Philadelphia Union, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, any goalkeepers stick out? I mean, um, Tim Howard, just to emphasize how bad of a no, season Tim no, Howard no, no, has no, had. No. Don't even. A 4.0 salary for a guy who basically has started all season is astonishing. And he's a designated player. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Like I was looking at, I was looking at um, Melia and I was like, wow, Melia is up to 9.8 already. And I'm like, I I figured most keepers were around seven and a half, eight. 
And I was like, I wonder what Howard is, because I noticed you have Edgar Castillo, number two. And I'm like, I get that, you know, home against Minnesota. I could, You could get a goalkeeper from there. And I'm like, 4.0? <laughs> like, my, how does that even happen? He's he's been atrocious. He really has been. It's 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 sad almost. I actually would love to see if they had a, a good goalkeeper back there. Um, McMath wasn't if, bad. If their defense would be more respected right now than yeah. it is, because it feels like they kind of have the defensive pieces. Um, I don't love like signing all the old uh, unathletic Scottish and Irish and whatever <laughs> the, the champion. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the championship. Yep. Championship. Um, not really the greatest move. That doesn't usually work out, except for uh, Johnny Russell recently. Mm-hmm. Bradley Wright Phillips. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't work with defenders. No, nor Jay Simpson, nor uh, Sean Maloney. Oh, gosh, uh, Maloney. Was he captain? <laughs> Maloney. What's that? Was he captain? Is he captain? Did he make? Did they make him a captain when he came? Oh, like right away. I'm yeah, right. they did, right? Yeah. But then he went back to starting in uh, either the championship again or was it the, a low-league Premier League team? Um, I think it was a low-league Premier League, league team. Yeah, was it, did he go back to Hull? Hull is the uh, only one I thought. And then they got relegated. So. And it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm on his terrible career. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Tim Howard, it, if anything, you have to keep a him. Yes. Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. have to keep through anybody, but especially Tim Howard. And uh, I probably still won't use him. It's one of the – well, the, the difficulty is that based on his game, uh, you're left with the Sunday games. Yeah. that's I, I actually like a lot of the keepers in those late games. I think Ramondo. Yeah, I liked Ramondo a lot. Ramondo and Stefan Fry would be a good switcheroo, except they both play at 10. Yeah. Um, I think I might do something like Blake and Ramondo. Yeah, I was gonna say Blake might be one of the best options. I I'm not comfortable with any of those Sunday options. Agreed, agreed. The one thing with Portland is their midfield could totally get overrun by Atlanta's. Mm-hmm. But it also could go the other way. Yep. Um, where Portland's midfield actually. I don't think I, they overwhelm them, but I think they clog it enough. Portland clogs it. Yes, yes. Yes, and Atlanta could be stuck with like uh, only two guys inside, maybe like a Germany in the world in the World Cup, and one of them could be like Lorenowitz, who's not very mobile. <laughs> I don't know, because yeah, if they play the, a really wide formation, and then your guys up front are playing narrow, like Martinez, uh, Vialba, yeah. Almiron, Barco, yep. if they're not, narrow and then you have the the wing backs playing wide you don't have that much in the central midfield especially if al maroon is tired or hurt uh-huh yeah i don't think i'm picking a keeper from sunday yeah yep i agree right. i mean shuttleworth is totally in play right on the road um i guess <laughs> it's if his game were either earlier or later where I could fully work him into a yeah, switcher. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe Blake Shuttleworth. Blake Shuttleworth. Minnesota on the road. Yeah, but Colorado at home at anywhere. I know, but if they were playing my son's U6 team, I'd still wonder. <laughs> U8, excuse me. Shuttleworth's been standing on his head this year. Yeah, he has been. He has been. And he has no clean sheets in those games. Uh, are you sure about that? I'm not, but... It always seems like everyone's like, what a game he had, and they only lost 3-2. Let's see. Oh, well, they have lost five straight on the road, but they've been against a lot of good – well, one of them Seattle, so not a lot of good teams. But the, the other ones are Red Bulls, Portland, LAFC, and Sporting, so I'm not going to fault them for yeah, that. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's pretty tough. Yeah, he his saves in the last well since he started four four seven five three nine four four nine was against KC. Yeah, they they don't help him out. No, they don't. Whatsoever. No, <laughs> he's given up nineteen goals in seven games uh, on the road. Not good. Mm-hmm. But if you're inclined to uh, sometimes play a road goalkeeper like I am, you could be stupid and play him. <laughs> 
That's the, those are the teams, not not just him. He didn't start until the twenty second. He he didn't start their first six oh, games. Oh, okay. My apologies. He has uh fourteen goals conceded in eight games. See, they got better with Shuttleworth. Yep. Forty saves, two clean sheets. <laughs> forty saves. Yeah, forty saves. He beat That's more Vancouver. Than all year. Yeah, he beat Vancouver one nothing at home and Montreal two nothing at home. Gave it's up three at Seattle, two at LAFC, and four at Kansas City. Yeah, not the most stellar of resumes. I think one of those away games, it might have been the Kansas City one. Were they playing a man down for a while? Uh, the Kansas City one? I think they might have been. I don't know. That was the last one. Uh, yes. Maximiano got sent off. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned him on the podcast yet. No. Deservedly, so. Yeah, are you going to play him? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's like uh, very strange. He's, let's say, unrefined. Mm-hmm. Maximiano. I mean, Minnesota's almost entire team is unrefined, but um, him especially. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I'm good. Back in the yeah. swing of things, paying nice, attention nice. to MLS again. Uh, probably still going to pay mostly attention to the World Cup. But <laughs> the I, World I do Cup a, is just a lead-in to Major League Soccer. Yeah. I have a league to win, so I need to keep paying attention here. There you go. Uh, there you go. Instead of, yeah. Just messing Shuffling around. money back and forth with DraftKings. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, if anybody has any follow-up questions, JD is at DFSMLS on Twitter. I'm at Rotowire Andrew. Uh, might be a good time to hit him up or hit him up in the Slack chat this weekend if you are going to play some uh, DFSMLS. I mean, it's literally his Twitter handle. Um, because I'm not sure anybody knows more about it than he does. Maybe, Skyler, you guys can have that argument another day. Uh, but, JD, thank you for all of that, and good luck this week. Happy to help. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.